it. Um, I'm not, you know, usually big on them, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I, did, I did start my day with uh, somebody wishing me a, um, uh, well, I'll talk about that in, in a couple of minutes. But uh, good morning, uh, Jess, uh, and to everybody else, good morning. And I hope you're having an amazing morning and an amazing weekend and an amazing 2024. What's it like when the entire year has been positive? I mean, that's at least been my perspective. I hope you're having the same thing. And uh, for me, it's been pretty amazing. Rocky is not here. He's in his cage eating breakfast. What, Rocky's too busy for me? Or should I, sh should I shout out to Rocky? Rocky, get in front of the TV. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, it's the ongoing thing. Rocky is a bird. And uh, one of my uh, biggest fans in the animal kingdom. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Rock. I hope Rocky had a, a good New Year's as well. Uh, good morning, Megan. Uh, good morning, everybody. And to everybody else, good morning. And welcome to the Freedom Coffee live stream where we celebrate the freedoms that we have and that we fought for. And we work towards uh, expanding those freedoms in the future. And how do we do that? We do that by getting out of a state of anxiety and into a state of positivity and we joke around about the nonsense and we do that with a cup of coffee and when we take a sip of a cup of coffee you can feel the negative energy flow out of you and you're now just in a positive state and we can sit back and relax and deal with things and celebrate life and celebrate all the good things right So for me, that just kind of does it, right? I tend to be pretty positive anyways, but that's my positivity switch. That's when, all right, everything's going to be good from here and now on. Um, Beth says it's a little buffering. Yeah, so there was an issue with Locals, uh, the last stream. Uh, apparently Locals, or should I say Rumble, is setting up this Rumble Live Studio thing. And Locals and Rumble are the same company, and they share technology. And I think they're just having some uh, teething pains as they're trying to build this system out. And I think that's what happened last week, last time, uh, because I didn't do anything differently. I did everything the exact same thing. Uh, locals, for me, has been like a rock, I think, because I'm doing Locals on the iPad, not through one of these, um, uh, not through one of these encoders and stuff. But anyways, we'll see what happened. And thank you, uh, Kiss Junkie. And thank you, Beth. Thank you, uh, everybody, uh, for all the <laughs> birthday wishes. Um, okay, a couple things. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, okay. So there's a new Substack I'm going to be releasing, I think, uh, tomorrow, hopefully, by the end of the day. Uh, should be a little bit feel good. Should be a little bit positive. And at least that's what I'm aiming for. Uh, I don't know if any of you are on... Um, uh, community notes. I don't know. Community notes. I keep getting all these alerts from community notes. It's, I feel like I feel like I haven't done my homework. <laughs> you know, you can alert on Twitter. It's like, oh, community notes needs your input on something. Like, oh. yeah, it should be more on top of that. So, if you're on Twitter and you uh, you can subscribe to community notes, it's actually quite fascinating. It's quite interesting. Um, the other thing is the for everybody who listens in the audio podcast. Uh, what I had done previously, and I would I would record it simultaneously on another device, but I wouldn't be using uh, the um, the condenser mic, which I'm using here for the mainstream. And I don't know, trying to get the audio quality a little bit better. So what I've been doing is uh, I've uploaded it, you know, kind of the next day. So what do you prefer for those who are listening to it? Do you prefer that I upload it the same day? Or is it okay if you get it 24 hours later, but it's better audio quality? You guys tell me what you prefer. Maybe I'll put it on a, a Twitter poll or something like that and whatever. Um, Edge says, is the coffee black or with sugar? Black, you heathen. How could you have black coffee? I don't get it, you know? I remember when I moved to, uh, when I went to Columbia the first time, I went to, I had been there for, I don't know, all of an hour. Uh, there's some people, some girls that picked me up at the airport. And I, they took me to this, um, it's kind of the high-end mall, or at least was the high-end mall in Medellin at that time called Oviedo. And we go into like the main area, like, oh, let's show you Oviedo and whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. 
And I'm like, can I get a coffee? They're like, yeah, sure, you can get a coffee, whatever. And it, I think it was around, I mean, the sun had gone down, so it was after 6 o'clock. And we get to Oviedo, and they show me their equivalent of Starbucks, which is called Juan Valdez, uh, which was very entertaining to see Juan Valdez in El Salvador. And um, so I go up, and my Spanish is a little rusty. It's kind of like... Uh, almost intermediate, what they call, well, intermedio, intermediate level, but a little bit below then. And I go up to the girl at the, the equivalent of the Starbucks uh, girl, the um, Juan Valdez Barista. And I said to her, I mean, I knew how to say this, and I said, you know, por favor, café con leche, which means please a coffee with milk. And at that time, this was 2003, so Colombia had like no tourists. It was just starting to open and uh, it just it was very insular and she looked at me like I had two heads and I looked at the girls who were with me I'm like did I did I say something wrong cafe con leche and they looked at me like cafe con leche I'm like yeah you know and I said you know with 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 sugar con azúcar and they're like and they repeat I'm like what's what's the matter with you people they're like nobody has coffee with milk after lunch, after lunchtime, that's a breakfast drink. <laughs> what are you talking about? The whole world has, and we have a whole thing of it in Canada called double double. You go get a double, a cream and sugar, double of each. And they looked at me like they had no clue what I was talking. And they convinced themselves, no matter how much I tried to tell them, that in North America, having coffee with uh, cream and sugar is normal in our society throughout the day if you want whatever they didn't believe me doesn't matter what i said they wouldn't believe me and there's again another case in point the facts don't matter people are going to believe what they want to believe but anyways that was my very first experience in well not latin america but in uh, in colombia itself um all right good morning ward good to see you as well and thanks for joining brother uh morning bro 2024 started off well and hopefully it's a great year. A new uh, PM would be awesome. Would be an awesome thing if it happens. Yeah, I think that's highly likely uh, at this point. Uh, you know, people are just fatigued. Even people on the liberal side, um, they're fatigued with uh, Prime Minister Blackface. Uh, the PMO is only 20 people left. Even his own own party is waiting to knife him in the back. But as I've mentioned here before, my only concern is. What are they going to do when uh, Prime Minister Blackface, by the way, the most racist person to hold office in Canadian, Canadian history, uh, since Mackenzie King? I don't know who's worse, him or Mackenzie King. I think he's probably worse. But anyways, uh, who's going to take his place? And that's where the real fight is going to be in the Liberal Party. And maybe some conservatives should uh, kind of get involved and protect the Liberal Party from Mark Carney because that's who they want. And that would be very dangerous because then you have Mark Carney, you have all the Trudeau policies, but you have somebody who is charismatic, who can complete a sentence and speak English properly. And he knows the answers. He doesn't need the script. Uh, and that would be very, very dangerous, right? Uh, so anyways, uh, just my thoughts. But anyway, well, it is what it is. Let's focus on the good stuff. We'll see what happens and let's hope for the best. And we will. I'm going to talk more about politics as we get closer to an election. I've made it very clear I'm not voting for anybody because I don't want anybody to say I'm a shill for one party or the other party or whatever. So I'm just not going to vote. I'm going to sit this one out and just try to talk objectively about uh, all uh, political parties because there's an increasing number of people who are on the center side, even some, you know, center left people who've reached out to me who are reasonable, realize things are, some things are wrong. We might disagree on policy ideas, but uh, they're open to wanting to, you know, talk to and listen to the other side, which is um, something I encourage all of us to do. So, by the way, good, uh, like, share, and subscribe, please. And uh, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, so I woke up this morning <laughs> with uh, people wishing me a happy January 6th Trump insurrection hoax day because <laughs> and you know uh, for those of you know that i've uh, been in communicate a little bit with scott adams and you know i listen to his podcast talk to him and uh he talks about uh, him and elon musk both talk about you know uh nick bostrom's um uh, idea his hypothesis that we live in a in a, in a simulation i know it sounds crazy but whatever 
But, you know, all these coincidences, what they, they argue is that's error in the code. And, you know, what more, uh, maybe not error in the code, but copy and pasting of the code of the simulation do you have where the spokesperson for the, the Freedom Convoy uh, was born on the same day of the insurrection hoax in uh, in the United States. Just uh, kind of funny. And, you know, the entire time during the Freedom Convoy, uh, the government, well, the government, the political parties more, were trying to bait us into, you know, turning into what they perceived what happened in January 6th. And we just spent all our time telling everybody, don't take the bait. Peaceful, loving, go on the street, buy coffees for cops, hang out, be cool with everybody, keep feeding the homeless, make it a positive, as positive an experience for everybody uh, that we can. And uh, we did, aside from some, you know, uh, political activists who bitch and whine about everything and made Canada an embarrassment around the world, you know. But anyways, if you watch my interview with uh, Rupa Subramania, you'll, you'll understand. Like what Rupa said, she's like, I don't understand. People, there was honking for the first couple of days. And, like, what's wrong with these Canadians? Were they complaining a little bit of honking? Like, she's like, I started to get a little homesick. It sounded like it reminded me of Mumbai. Any big city like that. If you go to if you go to Mexico City, if anybody spent time in Mexico City, all you hear is honking all day long. And you know what? People are adult, adults. They're not whiny little bitchy babies. It is so. Anyways, whatever. Uh, that's that's the spoiled NIMBY attitude of uh, many urban Canadians. Not all, you know, but just the kind of the the political ones, right? The ones who like to to lie and and shit talk everybody. All right. Anyways, so and that got me thinking to uh, something that uh, you know Scott has tried to popularize this and get it on as many people's radars as possible. Not for people on our, on the conservative side. But more for people on the liberal side, because the problem with the people on the liberal side, the reason, you know, it's it, I know sometimes people get frustrated and they want to get angry and say, why won't you listen? Why are you saying this sort of stuff? It's not really their fault because they're stuck in it. They're stuck in an echo chamber and they actually believe the legacy media and they're never hearing a counter argument. All they're hearing is propaganda. They're hearing one side. It's all laced with propaganda, propaganda words. And that's it. So it's not entirely their fault. So he's derived this list. He made it larger, shorter, larger, shorter. This was the first um, iteration of this list, first or second iteration of this list. And I thought this would be a good way for us to celebrate uh, Hoax Insurrection Day, <laughs> otherwise known as my birthday. Again, it's got to be a simulation, right? Um, Oh, I thought it was uh, your birthday. Sorry, my bad. No, it is. It is. But anyways. Um, well, hold on. Just we, we need to find something. Okay. Yeah, anyways, yeah. Agreed. So this on the idea of parody edge. Here's where we go. So these are, um, I, it's not all. He went up to 20. I think this is 15 of the hoaxes uh, that uh, the Americans, well, I mean, not just Americans, but global media has been subjected to. So I'm going to read them out, okay? Tell me if these sound familiar. Because these are hoaxes. These are actual fake stories that were fake beginning to end. However, people on the liberal side believe they're true. And that's kind of the problem. That's what the media has caused. That's why the media is the virus, right? Um... Where's the money, BJ, should be Bitcoin versus uh, Fiat Celebration Day? Oh, that's a good idea. You know what? That's very good. We should have, you know, I'll talk to the Bitcoiners. That's a good idea. Have a Bitcoin versus Fiat Day, the day that all our accounts were frozen unlawfully, by the way. But anyways, all right. So here are the hoaxes, okay? Uh, you'll recognize some of these. First, <clears throat> there is the, the Russian collusion hoax, right? That's the, the, the Trump, uh, Trump was a, a Russian spy. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, the Steele dossier hooker story. That was also hooks. I, we all know that by now. Um, Russian, Russia playing bounties on U.S. soldiers uh, in Afghanistan. Paying bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. That's a little while back. Uh, Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. Uh, we know that the legacy media, and this is why I banned legacy, one of the many reasons I banned legacy media 
from our press conference because I knew I know they do the audio equivalent of a quote mine. So they cut the beginning of the statement, they cut the end of the statement, and they only give you in the middle, and that gives you the inverse of what the person was trying to say. It's a very deceptive pro, uh, uh, process that legacy media uses all the time. So if you want listen to the full quote, uh, Trump was maybe less articulate, but very accurate when he's saying, I'm not talking, he, when he said, you know, I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis. There were good people on both sides. What he's trying to say is there were people on, on both sides of the debate who attended who were good regular people, and they got infiltrated by some of these extremist groups. That's what he was trying to say, right? But, you know, it's the, the stress of the moment, and uh, what do you do? I, I've been there and uh, some people are better at it than others. He's, he's good at absorbing the stress, but sometimes, yeah, I think that was an earlier part of his uh, presidency. Uh, I don't know if it was his finest moment in terms of articulating his point. But anyways, so the Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. That's complete bullshit. Everybody knows it now. Uh, Trump suggested a drinking bleach to fight COVID. Uh, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, he, uh, he, again, when you remove the quotations for and aft then you give the idea he was he was giving an analogy uh he wasn't saying it specifically but again this, these are the deceptive tactics used by legacy media uh trump overfilled the koi fish in japan uh if you um was that was that abe i think that was with abe if i'm not mistaken uh he followed the direction of the japanese uh, Prime Minister who did the exact same thing first, so no, he, but again, they edit that out, right? Um, Trump cleared protests with, um, oh, Trump cleared protesters with tea uh, was for a Bible photo op, right? They, the, Trump went and cleared out all these protests. I think there was BLM protesters. He's a racist and is for a Bible photo op. Um, that's when you're, you know, they're they're going to the bottom of the barrel, uh, propaganda lies. Uh, that didn't actually get a lot of traction, but it was definitely a hoax. Uh, Hunter's laptop, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, was Russian disinformation that has been disproven to the point even people trapped in the left-wing uh, echo chamber uh, are, a real, are realizing that that was fake. Uh, the election was fair because no court found a major fraud. Uh, that story is a hoax because no court actually um, uh, accepted any of the cases. They just rejected them, uh, and that was it. They, they didn't even uh, hold proceedings. So they, it should say no court uh, held proceedings uh, over the election, but that's not what it was. All right, so fine. Uh, January 6th was an insurrection to overthrow uh, the GOV, the government. And you see, I, I think I tagged... Um, uh, one of the Trump accounts that posted a video today of uh, all the police just standing, <laughs> standing along and just ushering in all the protests into the Capitol. That's um, that's some police barricade. <laughs> They're ushering. Yeah, we've seen police barricades. We know it look like like it's crazy what people believe. Um, uh, oh, Trump, Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of the beast. Remember the limo? There was some story that he tried to. You know, the the, per, the limo driver, the Secret Service agent who was driving, and Trump tried to reach across and take the steering wheel. Uh, you know, in a limousine, <laughs> the guy sits in the back, especially in the Beast, which is like a tank that has a barricade uh, between a bulletproof and I think bombproof barricade between the driver and the cab in the back. So, yeah, that was clearly uh, fabricated nonsense. Uh, border Patrol agents whipped illegal border crossers. Remember that? With the horses, they were holding the reins of the horse. And the fake news media took a picture from one angle and said, Look, look, they're whipping brown people. They're whipping Latinos. That's how racist they are. By the way, so many of the Border Patrol agents on the southern border, little known secret, a large percentage of them are Latino. A large percentage of them. Very, very large. Because they need people who can speak Spanish. Well, they speak Spanish natively. It's the best way to gather intel. So they want to have people who have Mexican background in Border Patrol, right? Um, 
My governor, oh, uh, okay, Trump <laughs> Trump stored nuclear secrets, secrets at Mar-a-Lago. What happened to that? What happened to the nuclear secrets? It's funny, once some boxes were uh, found next to Biden's um, 67 Corvette Roadster with a 327 and a four-speed, very nice car, although the color is just god-awful. Um, it's funny, once they found those boxes next to the Corvette, uh, then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, ah, okay, no more nuclear secrets. Uh, the Governor Whitmore kidnapping plot, remember? That was to the point that they found the three major people that were, um, that were organizing that were feds. You know, just like the feds who tried to infiltrate the Freedom Convoy and co-opt it. They had feds doing that. And uh, that is not speculation. That is now on the court record because the people charged have been acquitted. And they've been acquitted because uh, it was entrapment by the federal government. So what are you going to do? And, uh, oh, Trump mocked a reporter's uh, disability. Remember, he did that hand gesture. and uh, But he did it with many other people. He also did it long before the journalist. Uh, and not his finest moment, by the way. I wouldn't. It's not something I would do in a speech, but whatever. Um, but he did it repeatedly. He did it about Nancy Pelosi, uh, Chuck Schumer. You know, he did that imitation of them. But those are the fake... Those are some of the, the, the hoaxes. There are more, right? And it got me thinking, should I develop a list like this of Canadian hoaxes that have been perpetuated amongst on Canadian liberals by our fake news? Because we have a lot of them. We have a ton of them. And um, I don't know. Let me know if you think I should do that, right? 100% uh, BJ, they did on Trump their, um, their animals quote. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Uh, remember, they also said um, that uh, they attributed to Trump the quote that he referred to some countries as shithole countries. That was never on tape. That was never in recording. That was apparently a private meeting. And that was the account of, was it Schumer or was one of the uh, Democratic, senior Democratic, uh, I think it was a congressperson. Uh, so it was just made up? Well... Of course not, because politicians don't lie. They never lie. Politicians are always honest. They don't fabricate nonsense like the media. What are we thinking, right? It's amazing what people will believe. That's the theme of today. What will people believe? <laughs> I'm going to get onto something in a minute that I think you're going to enjoy. Uh, so anyways, uh, thinking about doing that. And, you know, the thing is, uh, they do all of these, the, the legacy media, fake news media, do all of these strategies constantly, frequently. And this is why we got to tip our hat to Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, because he's calling out their tactics right to their face, kind of like how I did in the Freedom Convoy. And uh, they don't know what to do with them. <laughs> they have no idea what to do with them. And it's really funny. There was one uh, yesterday. You see the same tactic again. Reason number 326, I didn't invite, I banned the legacy media from Freedom Convoy press releases, press, yeah, press conferences, despite the people sab trying to sabotage us going out of their way to set up uh, press conferences behind my back. And uh, anyways, the, uh, the perfect examples when Vivek gains momentum, he gets to like maximum persuasive, persuasiveness or persuasion. And you can feel the audience is starting to turn. We can all feel it. You know, we have this uh, intrinsic, the sixth sense about us. And you can see, all right, he's been going on for 30 seconds. Everything he says makes perfect logical sense. He's calling them out. What do they do? When he gets to maximum momentum, they interrupt him. They start talking over him, no matter what. They just make fake false assertions anything to derail his momentum it's a very deceptive um, communications tactic because remember so many of your journalists they're not journalists they're public relations people they went to school for PR and then got into journalism it's not like in the in the past where they would go to journalism school because most of them are morons who couldn't get into a journalism school so they go into PR and then they get absorbed by the legacy media because they are trained in saying what they're told to say. Because, you know, for those who've studied Edward Bernays 
uh, was you know the advent of modern public relations. He abandoned the word propaganda, but that's what it means. PR means propaganda. But the Nazis had co-opted propaganda, which had a little bit of, you know, had a little bit of taint around that word. So Bernays created the phrase public relations to mean the same thing, the corporatized version of, of propaganda. So that's why they get PR agents. They're all pretty. They get him into an, a new studio. They tell him what to say. That's your fake news journalism industry. That's how it works. It's been going on for a while. But anyways, uh, if you uh, build libs will lose their minds. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the Liberal Party will lose their mind. But there's an increasing number of rational liberals. There are people who are, believe it, this can be crazy to some of you who may not know that, but may not know this, especially if you're out west. But if you live in a place like downtown Toronto, you know there are people like this. They're referred to as blue liberals. And what it means is, yeah, they have a lot of policies you'll disagree with. There's no question. But they're on the fiscal conservative side, right? So they're not up for all the spending and BS. They go along with it because they're more into the social policies that we disagree with. But those people we may disagree with, but you can talk to them. And those people are just getting a little bit fed up. Uh, or sorry, they're way beyond fed up. Uh, with Prime Minister Blackface, who hasn't taken a hint. And there's also, you know, there's this unwritten rule. Kathleen Wynne was the first person uh, to break this rule. I wonder if it's because Jerry Butts managed both Kathleen Wynne and Justin Trudeau, who's a little bit of a nut bar. But uh, there's this unwritten rule in politics that it's not, again, it's unwritten, but everybody in politics knows this. If you're a leader, and you are sub 20% in terms of your popularity, if you're polling sub 20%, you resign. That's just kind of known. Um, I remember learning this from a friend of mine. You know, I had one friend who is a liberal most of our teenage and, you know, young adult years. Uh, it was a, you know, it's a volunteer and stuff like that. And we're just like, hey, well, whatever. It was, we weren't so in, my friends and I weren't so into politics, but he was. And we were always like, what are you doing with that party, man? But anyways, one of the things he told us was, um, was yeah, there's this unwritten thing. This is the first time I heard it. And then when I got involved in politics, I heard it over and over again. So they're, they're violating kind of the decorum of the parliamentary process that are traditions in Canada. No big shocker. Uh, just to hold on to power at all costs. And, you know, you see in certain writings where, you know, Trudeau's polling at like 3%, 7%. Like, that's time to resign. That's time to take a walk into the forest um, and say, all right, it's time for me to hang up the gloves and get out of here, you know? But um, he doesn't have anything. He's never done anything in his life other than, you know, uh, squatting in the PM, PM's office as they conspired uh, to get him into that seat with zero qualifications and zero knowledge base. And once he's done, then what? I mean, yeah, he'll get some position, some appointment. I don't know if it's even government. It might be in one of the international NGOs or organizations. So his name will be there. But he's not going to be the center of attention. He's going to be a nobody, right? And all of us will have moved on. Uh, but for narcissists like that, that is cause for serious depression. So whatever. Edge says he can go back to high school. I don't think he graduated high school, did he? <laughs> He's such a moron. God, such a remember people kind. <laughs> people kind <laughs> doesn't even understand the context of the word. He has no concept. But, anyways, um, oh, it's kiss junkie. That's very nice. You're very sweet. I only invested fifteen dollars. Teeny baby steps. Right. All right. Cool. Um, all right, so on the topic of will people believe anything, <laughs> who wants to hear some serious BS? Um, by the way, Kiss Junkie, that's my first birthday present, so thank you very much. Uh, wait, no. It's my second birthday present. I lied. But thank you. Thank you very much. Um, all right. So this week, uh, those of you who know me personally know I have a particular love for Miami. That's like my city for my city. 
uh, from home, my home away from home. I wish uh, all the New Yorkers would leave and go back, to be entirely honest. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Mm. Hopefully, we just need a few hurricanes. A few big hurricanes, and uh, everybody will start to flee and go back, right? Um, anyways, and maybe a new administration that will work with uh, Eric Adams, who is not, I, I mean, I know him personally, I've met him personally. He's not as lefty as his brand as mayor is. And I'm sure uh, he would uh, privately very much welcome a new federal administration, if you know what I mean. Uh, okay, so in Miami, <laughs> yeah, Jesse says it. Creatures, creatures. <laughs> what the F? Creatures. So um it's just amazing this is absolutely hysterical so we we saw the first accounts of this we saw all the videos of um what was it 50 100 cop cars going to bayside so bayside is the mall in on the water next to downtown miami next to the arena and um i'm trying to think of a good equivalent i wouldn't say yorkville it's kind of touristy, but um, it's like a very nice outdoor mall on the water sort of thing. Uh, but it's not, I, at least last time I was there, it wasn't high end. I don't think it's, I don't think it's turned. Um, I think even with the development of Brickle, I don't think it's turned. But anyways, I could be wrong. I, I haven't been there, only been there a few times. It was always not in my neighborhood sort of thing. But anyways, uh, so at Bayside, all these cops went to, to Bayside on this emergency thing. And all over uh, the, the, the fake online news, the fake alternative media, you have people saying that there are uh, accounts of big creatures in, um, what a weird choice of words, creatures. Like only a government bureaucrat working for, I don't know, a political organization or an intelligence agent would, would choose such a stupid word, creatures. Um, talk about vague, right? Vague claims, usually bullshit. This is a good example of it. So that there were creatures at Bayside, and that's why everybody was running away and all that sort of stuff. So the first thing that uh, popped into my head was a creature in Miami on the water. An alligator? Like, the, And the NPC comment would be, well, there's no, there's never any alligators in any of the cities. You're right, you're right. But there's 10-foot-tall aliens, is there, right? Like, what? On the, on the scale of probability, what's more likely? You're going to have an alligator in Florida or a multidimensional alien from another planet? What do you think is more likely? Now, I, I will, you know, I will um, admit that there are many people in Miami that would resemble multi-dimensional aliens. They're usually on crack. So there are some weirdos there, there's no question. But I think describing them as an alien creature might be a little hyperbolic. That just might be a little bit of a false account. So um, what was great about it, this is how you know it's all BS, is of the, I don't know, what is the number of people around Bayside at that time? This was New Year's, right? So clearly nobody was high or drunk because nobody in Miami does any drugs. Miami's not known for drugs and nobody would be drinking on January 1st. So people are clear, there's no way they're high or drunk. All right. So of all the people who are in the area on New Year's, what is there? 10,000 people? in the general vicinity around uh, Bayside because Space Nightclub is close to there. There's the, you know, the a little district on Biscayne Boulevard and stuff. Um, and you're right next to all the restaurants and stuff. So, I don't know, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 people? I don't know. Let's assume there's 20,000 people, just for argument's sake. There's 20,000 people in the general neighborhood that would have had exposure to this who would have been running away. You know what's amazing? Don't people have uh, these things? Don't people usually have these? I, I've, I've never seen somebody in Miami, not one person, without a smartphone. I've never seen one in the past, I don't know, 10 years. So of the 20,000 people there, 
Not one of their phones worked. <laughs> they came all of, all of a sudden, you know, you go to a concert or you go everywhere. What do you see? You don't see people anymore. All you see is thousands of phones, right? Everybody complains about this. You go to a concert, you go to an event, and all you see is screens in front of you recording it, right? Like somebody, like nobody can grab a copy off the internet. It's crazy. But everybody's putting up their screens. But when there's an alien there, all of a sudden, okay, put the screens away. <laughs> Like, what is going on? And people believe this nonsense. What is... Okay, sorry, Jesse, yes, yes, you are the exception. Jesse doesn't have a smartphone. I I, I agree. Okay, so of the 20,000 people are there, one person, Jesse, doesn't have a smartphone. Not not one person can take a picture? Can't take a little picture? Like, hey, snap, snap. Oh, yeah, this, this might be useful. Hey, I might be able to make money with this, right? And if those of you know the culture of Miami, everybody's a, everybody I know in Miami will tell you, everyone who lives in Miami is a scam artist. <laughs> They'll all say that. So all these scam artists there are not going to try to take the picture of the millennia of an alien to try to profit it. All of, all of a sudden, none of them are interested in profiting. Really? Really? And then you see, <laughs> then you see the video online. Uh, there was some post that put the video up. And then they circled, look at this, again, very vague shape and whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know how to use Adobe After Effects. I can use Adobe After Effects as well. That's pretty easy to do. Um, and by the way, scam artists, right? Adobe After Effects, scam artists, and you get that video, right? It's pretty simple. So I have an alternative theory as to why you saw... Uh, cops there, right? Uh, maybe maybe there's something different going on than uh, a nine foot tall alien. Maybe, maybe that wasn't what's that can't be photographed. Right? Maybe that wasn't it. Um, for those of you who have family or friends or whatever in policing and understand the systemization of policing, the systemization of government, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and everyone has a phone, no videos. How can that be? Exactly, Pat. Exactly. Um, so for everybody who understands that uh, government and bureaucracy is built on systemization, right? Um, and you see them in the movies, you know, code red, code blue. Uh, the medical industry is in the same way, all that sort of stuff, right? Um, no, Jesse, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. But you're in the right, you're in the right space. A again, this is just a thesis understanding a little bit of how that works, right? Just because I have uh, uh, friends and family who are uh, in that area of the world. Okay. Uh, that area being that part of uh, government. So, um, let's assume you're the senior officer on duty. Okay? And you get a call about a violent mob that's dangerous in Bayside, because these calls are often very vague, right? People panicking, there's a mob, there's people killing us, there's people shooting, and blah, 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 right? What have we been seeing all over the main cities, all over the West since October 7th? What have we seen? We've been watching the free Palpatine go fuckers go and elevate terrorists who are all funded and connected to, to international terrorism funding organizations. So you're the senior officer on duty, and this has been happening in Miami as well. You see there's this group of thugs that have been harassing people who have ties to terrorism all over the place. It's New Year's Eve. Um, you're the guy who's responsible for making the call, uh, the call out to all the officers and deciding what to do because you're the senior officer on duty. And you're thinking, oh, this is not good. Those mobs that have been harassing Jews and pro-Israel or Western people, they've now turned violent on New Year's. This could be a terrorism event. Do you want to be the senior officer on duty who makes the incorrect call and treats something that smells like a terrorist event, can't confirm it, but, oh, let's just send a couple of officers. 
No, because it's your job, your reputation, your credibility, and possibly prosecution if it's something serious like that. So you're going to hit the maximum DEFCON 1 button. You're not going to play around. Ain't going to be my ass that's going to be in the saddle because we have, you know, some goat fuckers that got violent and maybe it's a terrorist event at Bayside, tourist place, downtown Miami, New Year's, like it all kind of fits. So what are you going to do? You're going to press the DEFCON 1 button to try to get as many officers there as possible because who knows what this is going to be. They saw what happened in Ottawa, in Ottawa, in uh, Israel on October 7th. People are already heightened. There's a, a growing extremism here. And they've been monitored by police, by the way, extensively. And so you're the senior officer on duty. What are you going to do? I know what I would do. DEFCON 1. Pressing, give me the military. Give me everybody. I don't care. I'm not going to fall on my sword for this. And go figure out what the hell is happening on in Bayside. Send every officer. That... Or a nine-foot-tall alien. And what's the nine-foot-tall alien doing? Decides to go to... It just crossed the cosmos. Uh, it's from an intelligent being. Uh, it's an intelligent being or a society that um, can travel faster than the speed of light. So manipulate and warp space to come to Earth right away suspect to go to Bayside and, I don't know, scare some bald apes <laughs> like what are they doing like hey hey yo buddy listen i watch me go scare the hairless apes today and i'm gonna it's gonna be great it's gonna be so much fun really <laughs> that's that's what an enlightened alien species does crosses the cosmos to go to bayside just to get some shits and giggles to laugh at some some hairless apes or or all the free Palpatine shit has put officers and senior officers at heightened alert. They're not going to take any chances, especially when it's vague. And DEFCON 1, I don't know what it is, just send everybody because we don't want to get in trouble because we're getting blamed for everything. Aliens, right? Because that's what Twitter says, right? That's what Twitter's trying to tell people. And I think that's the corner that... Um, uh, Tucker Carlson got backed into. I think he's been played a little bit, to be entirely honest. And you can see he's starting to walk things back. Uh, but anyways, I uh, I don't know about you. I'm thinking the nine-foot-tall alien story might be a little thin. It might be. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Gary Oldman, everyone. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me look at your... Uh, oh, Scott, what's up, brother? Uh, Scott, I'm late. Uh, loving the Germany protests. Yes. And you know what the Germany protests said? You know, I had somebody a couple of months ago tell me, yeah, protests don't do anything. Really? Really? Are you, are you wearing a mask? And, uh, well, what, what just happened in Germany? Uh, I think protests work when they're strategic and they don't come from the protest class. Like in Germany, it came from the farmer class, which, by the way, that's the small business uh, class. Those are business people. That's what farmers are. And um, uh, I think they did an excellent job, and congratulations to them uh, for pushing back against uh, some of those draconian measures that they were trying to bring in. All right. So what do you think? <laughs> you're a monster. You're going to drive across. You're going to fly across the universe. You're going to go to, I don't know. You're going you're to get to Alpha Centauri somehow. We figured out had a warp, uh, warp space. We're going to go to Alpha Centauri. and Or better yet, we're going to go to the Andromeda Galaxy. And we're going to find some, you know, a lone sol solar system that has a couple of M-class or Earth-type planets that have atmospheres. We're going to go there and just go boogie, 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 boogie. <laughs> like, fuck. Do people think Monsters, Inc. was a documentary? Is that the problem? Is that how dumb we are? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Flying across the galaxy. Ooga booga. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's so hysterical. So that all that brings me on to the, the positivity uh, angle of all of this that I want to share with you. Um, 
There is that saying that I've said many times here before, or a couple of times here before, that I love, that I live my life by, which is true suffering is the attempt to control the uncontrollable. Think about that. True suffering is the attempt to control the uncontrollable. So you can't control people's stupidity. You just can't, right? So let it go. It's a Buddhist proverb, by the way. Let it go. There's certain times you just have to let the universe be and do its own thing. And there's certain things in your life that you do have control over, yourself, your behavior, things around you, that, you know, you do your best. You can't everything, but whatever. And you try to reach people, like, who believe in this nonsense, the ooga-booga aliens that came to scare everybody. And you know what? A small percentage of people will say, oh, yeah, you know what? I was such an idiot. How could I think that? You're right. That, 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 that makes no sense. All of us sometimes need the obvious to be pointed out to us because we're all susceptible to some level of brainwashing in some way, shape, or form. Okay, that's fine. But you know what? For the rest of the people who they know everything, you know those people. They know everything. They got it all figured out. It doesn't matter what evidence you show them. They'll never be able to escape um, They'll never be able to escape the, the little silo that they're stuck in right now. You don't have to worry about them. They're not your problem. Let them deal with their problems. You deal with your problems, right? There's no point trying to reach them. And when they say and do stupid things, just sit back and watch the show and laugh. I mean, that's what I did. I was watching this the whole time. That day, you know, doing some work and I had it on the screen and I'm watching you know, a feed popping up once in a while, you see a comment about, oh, the aliens, like, really? <laughs> really, aliens, okay, good. The Monsters, Inc.'s aliens, <laughs> so good, so funny. I And this is, you know, I, I see, you know, I look at people, like, who are really concerned about the world, um, people like Jordan, uh, Jordan Peterson, and... Um, a lot of these thinkers who are on the world stage and some of them they have one weakness in my opinion and that is and this is like a a friendly criticism if anything it's not even a criticism uh, it's just my perspective they take life so seriously always always so seriously sometimes you just got to sit back and laugh because at the end of the day True suffering is, to, is the attempt to control the uncontrollable. And you can't control people's stupidity. All you can do is you can reach those people who have cognitive abilities, willing to listen and to think and explore new ideas. Doesn't mean they always agree with you, but at least they're willing to listen. And that's who you talk to. You don't waste your time with the bottom feeders who can't think. What are you going to do? They're going to do what they do. It is what it is. But you can at least enjoy the stupidity of what they're engaged in. And over time, you see, it's just like with the Freedom Convoy, over time, the truth comes out about everything. <clears throat> That's why it either gets hidden or ignored because the people who might have <clears throat> promulgated a false narrative or some untruths, they then run from what they were trying to sell you before, like all scam artists. Okay, well, that's how you know it was a scam. Just let time be on your side. So uh, just enjoy yourself. Don't let it get to you. Have a laugh. Uh, when people do stupid things like that, just laugh at them. Try to reach them. They don't want to listen. All right, have a chuckle and watch them shoot themselves in the foot and destroy their own credibility. It's fine. That's what I've done with some of the Freedom Convoy people, and you see what's happening. We're, two, we're, not, we're almost two years into it, and everything's all imploding. Right? You saw with that latest uh, uh, Greg Staley uh, Twitter space. If you haven't listened to it, you really got to listen to it. You know, who sold out the Canadian truckers? And I think he's doing a series on it, if I'm not sure, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the lunacy. Uh, and understand that so much of these are hoaxes. So, like, the, I treat the legacy media now as you would treat the National Enquirer in the mid-1980s. Because that's what it's become. All your journalists are PR agents. Everything is scripted. They use propaganda words, and it's a narrative to keep you in the dark about many issues or sometimes to try to bait you into believing nonsense 
like the Monsters, Inc. aliens that showed up at Bayside in Miami. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. All right. <clears throat> and in, that's right, Edge. And enjoy Freedom Coffee and Freedom Wine. I got to do a nighttime one. I wanted to do a thing. I have another uh, thing that's been sitting there that's, you know, I did one on um, Talmudic, bib biblical lessons, ancient history stuff. I want to do a whole bunch of that stuff. I'm just trying to find time for it. But I have one lined up that I want to do. And that's when we do the uh, the Freedom Coffee wine. We do that at night. I'll try to find a Saturday night that we can do that. And I'll let you guys know well ahead of time before I do. Okay, I got to write. Oh, wait. Uh, the alien got uh, waylaid. Uh, he was heading... I, I I don't understand what that means. Um, sorry, Jess, I didn't get that. Um, all right, well, anyways, go ahead, you guys are all talking with each other here. I got to run. I do have a really busy day. Got to get on the road and do a whole bunch of stuff. So, uh, but I do thank you, and uh, thank you for all the, the insurrection birthday wishes. That's uh, very, very sweet of you. Again, there's your ev evidence uh, or maybe another data point that it's a simulation. Uh, have a good day and be positive to everybody. Be kind to everybody. Look, we're a week into 2024. I think everybody everybody I've spoken to so far has had a very positive year. Try to continue that trend as much as possible and try to just be good to everybody. You see the stranger in the grocery store, the stranger on the uh, – well, maybe not on the subway because it's, it's getting a little weird. But, um, you know, the gas station and all that sort of stuff. Uh, just be cool to people and you're going to feel a lot better about yourself. And that's going to help you build that positive momentum throughout 2024. At least that's that's how I see things. And uh, and when you see the stupidity online, just laugh at it. Just joke. You know, there are people who are not thinking. They're uh, they're to, they're to a point hypnotized. You know, I heard the best and I heard the best definition of hypnosis uh, in the past I don't know month two months and. Uh, a big part of propaganda is hypnosis, is getting people to buy in through persuasion tactics, which is all hypnosis is. But the best definition I heard of it, and when I say this, then you're going to say, oh, yeah, maybe people are hypnotized, is hypnosis is the suspension of critical thinking using persuasive words. So using the right words to get people to stop thinking and just accept everything you tell them, which is what your legacy media and the propagandists and political parties are doing to all of you. And there's many people uh, out there. I think Scott is probably on the forefront of this. But there's many people out there, myself and others, who are just doing our best slowly over time to try to wake people out from this and understand uh, what's happening to them. So let's enjoy the journey together. And again, thank you so much. Uh, for all the, uh, <laughs> I never would have thought my my birthday would have been in the the in the, the insurrection insurrection hoax day, but it is what it is. All right, I gotta run. I'm gonna be late. I will talk to you all soon. And. Uh